It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Starts now. Booyah! And the winds of change have blown G. Bush into the studio Dang, bro, and are also is, blowing through he, Berea. How did you get? Wait a minute. That was a crazy yeah, shot. Wait right a there. minute. That was we crazy timing. We haven't seen him in two days. But it usually like the ultimate Cleveland sports. It just skipped all that and just yeah. went straight to G. Bush. I've never seen no, him. No, it played out how it always does. Were you paying attention? Just yeah. Quicker. They had the you, you know what? I don't. I didn't pay attention. It, it, it didn't make sense. It, you know, it wasn't interesting to me, so I wasn't paying we attention. We can't have another day. Of the, yeah, we have to Pay attention, damn it! Uh, oh, was, you missed the baby. He was not privy for that, but but he because he wasn't here. We got to get your thoughts on the game before we get yes. into the fire. That's all fans want to hear is mm. how is G. Bush alive oh, and well? Oh my gosh, man, we got smoked. We got smoked something terrible. Look, mm. man, um, first and foremost, the Browns had a good season. Um, you know, you have time to look over some things and feel a certain type of way. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, the seven stages of grief. I couldn't believe it. Um, and then reality hit, and I was like, all right, uh, let's get back to work. Uh, but, man, we had a nice season. Flacco did what he was going to do. Flacco tried to do what he could do. But at the end of the day, the wheels fell off. Cinderella turned back into that pumpkin coach. And I just think when, while watching the film, a lot of the things that we, we highlighted during the season came back to bite them. I thought the Texans game plan was beautiful. If you watch what they did when all, in all 22, they took with the Denver Broncos, the, the Indianapolis Colts. L.A. Rams did. They mixed up a whole new playbook and was like, yeah, we're going to run all the plays the Browns struggle with. And it worked. Uh, C.J. Stroud, he had his library card. Shout out to him. But he he, he mailed that back to me. I can't say nothing to him. Um, I now have to wear an Ohio State uh, Buckeyes jersey Mm. at some point in time during this year because C.J. Stroud was so nice. Uh, Will Anderson was like, yes, I do live in my parents' house, but my parents' house is better than yours. Shut up. I was like, you're right. (laughs) Shout out to you. And by the way, uh, you know, I I give coach of the year. We we know what coach of the year is going, right? D'Amico Ryan's, he's coach of the year. And I believe that uh, they got outplayed at every single juncture. However, Mm. that does not negate the fact that the Browns had a nice year. Um, That does not negate the fact that the Browns overachieved. Um, I think the Browns need to get better. What um, defense is real? The six and three, or the three and six on the road, or the eight and one at home? Who who are they? Um, they are somewhere in between. Okay, yeah, that's kind of so, because you know a real. I, I think sometimes you can get excited about some things, right? When you're a Browns team and you ain't really never been number one in nothing, you get really excited and you really feel like, oh, this is it. 
this is the end all be all. And we forgot that you got to have consistency and that you still have to execute and you still got to show up. I thought the Browns defense actually looked like they were just happy to be there. It just looked like they were like, and, and sometimes this happens when, you know, you see people when, when people are really sick and near the end of their end of their life and no disrespect to anybody that may be there right now watching. I'm hedging my bet on this. However, sometimes you get just tired of getting fight, you're fighting. It's uphill battle. You, you, you Stefanski tired, tired of, uh, uh, you know, chipping with two guys to help the tackles all the time. You start to see <laughs> one of those guys go out in routes. Now and you see them getting beat. You start to get tired of being like, okay, well, we can't run no more uh, zone coverage. We got to stay aggressive. You know what? You, you stayed aggressive and they, they beat you at your game. One other thing real quick. Did the rest lead to rust? Did that kill the momentum train? No. Nah. They, no, nah, they just got smoked. <laughs> like when you, when they, when you get beat that bad, Jay, that was one of them games where, where they, the coach come in the next week and say they gonna burn the film, Tyvis. We get rid of that. No, that that's not what they say. We gonna flush. This. Yeah, yeah, flush this. No, they, flush they it. Flush it. We gonna fire up. the offensive staff. <laughs> well, 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 that's the, but here, that's the, that's the that's the catch twenty two now, because we talked about it. We can no longer punt on some of the most tougher conversations. Remember, we was in the playoff run. No, we ain't hearing it. We don't want to talk about the quarterback. No, we don't want to hear about the offense. It's no, no, no. We, it's not the, it's we don't want to hear about the defense. No, we got to wait till this is over, and then we'll get into it. Well, hell, is we into it now. It's not bad to demand better. It's just not. And so that's, we here. That's where we're at right now. Well, you let's get into that, the yeah, news yeah. of the day, to right. talk about demanding better. The news of the day is the offensive staff, according <laughs> to reports, is basically getting the broom. Running backs coach Stump Mitchell. This one got this one. That's a legend. He, this, he'll be snatched up in 15 minutes. That's low-hanging fruit. He's been told he is out of a job, as well as tight ends coach. He is out. That cut me deep, man. man. I know you know him, right? With him or for him? We was with San Francisco scout team cards, man. Yes. It would There's come the out tweet there from Josina that you know? broke the news. God. Now, the, the, the one that seems to be TC. a little bit um, up in the air right now is offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt. Josina says that he was told yesterday by Kevin Stefanski that he is out. He's had conversations with teammates, according to Josina, and also according to Josina's reports, some of the teammates, some of the players aren't exactly thrilled with this news. Um, let's just, well, first we gotta do a read quickly, let's get that out of the way, and then reaction to this news. So go ahead, uh, Anthony, take it yeah, away. Yeah, guys, real quick. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get on, on all the action with FanDuel, America's mm -hmm. number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers are getting $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There's many different ways to bet, like same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, and more. So you guys can go visit fanduel.com slash locked on to make your first layup. Fanduel, the official partner of the NFL. Oh, yeah. With that being said... I'm doing something with FanDuel today. Y'all know that on Monday, if you watch the show, you know that I hit my FanDuel ticket. So that oh, means, oh yeah, you yeah, hit it. About time, right? Dang. So How many did you lose before it? Um, I only play like once a week. Oh, so oh, good. yeah, and I ain't. This is I ain't. You're just dabbling. Yeah. All right. So I, I anyways hit my ticket. So I'm hot right now. I, I think I kind of got this thing figured out. As you know, the Cavs played at night, so I cooked up a 10-leg parlay. <laughs> oh, my God. 10 legs. Listen, hold on. Ten, but this is, like, guaranteed to it's happen. suckers Wait a minute. There. No, these is guaranteed to happen. Ten so, guns. check me out. Check this out. All right. Giannis for 30 tonight. 
Okay. You did have the under with Giannis. We were shocked I took by the that. Under the because other day. I, I know Giannis. Listen, Gian, that's my He's boy. Your guy, yeah. I know Giannis. I just know how he's going to play. Giannis, 30 points tonight. Damian Lillard, two yeah. threes. That's easy. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, six assists. Okay. He's the new point guard. He has no choice. Brooke Lopez, he's going to hit Trey because they got Jared Allen on him. So he's going to sit in the corner. He's going to hit two threes. Mm. Boom. Uh, Jared Allen's a rebounding machine. I got him for 10 boards tonight. He should get that in his sleep. I got the over on Giannis for over 33. So you got to score 34. He's going to do that. Giannis, six assists. He's going to do that. Damian Lillard, six assists. He's going to give it to Giannis. So he's going to get six. Damian Lillard, three made threes. And then Donovan Mitchell. You're taking the over on that? Over on assists. Now, how much you're taking how, the over on Lillard threes? He got to make three threes. How much is this? Yeah. How okay. much you got? He, has, he gonna shoot like five. Well, you got a Dude, I put ten dollars on it and it'll pay three hundred and thirteen. Hey, hey, listen, I need ten leg. That's kind of low. Hey, hey, young. That's because they're guaranteed to happen. Hey, My point exactly. Hey, Talk to me tomorrow. Hey, young dude. <laughs> <laughs> when I walk in here, I need first of all, if y'all get rich, just give me a shout out on Twitter. Be like, Ty, hit me up. Look, he didn't hook me up with a nice three hundred dollar leg. Come on, will you reimburse them if? They lose. Hey, young boy. No, nah, you listen. You <laughs> bet at your own far. risk. You hey, bet at your. I need, I need yeah. you to set my phone up, dog. What you need? Say, I need that setup. I need that. Yeah, setup. you want that? You want that? that same setup. Set it up. <laughs> so you're gonna, you're gonna roll with that. Oh, I like that. Fan doing so good. I can send you the bet. Yeah. And you could just yeah, place you can it. transfer. It. I can just see you to bed, which is nice. I'm working on my backyard for the spring. You know how there you go. That's you, that's seed fertilizer and maybe whatever else. I ain't making. telling you to bet the house on it. Get you a little five dollars, little five dollar bet. Yeah, yeah, five dollar yeah. bet. Get you five, get you a hundred so, or something. Jay, you were starting to say that uh, out the out there is some conflicting reporting on Alex Van Pelt. Yeah, I feel comfortable. Yeah, in the person that I'm talking to in saying that he is out. It may be wrong, and Mary yeah. Kay may be right. It's possible Mary Kay just hasn't heard it yet, or they haven't confirmed it for her yet. Right. But I am told from someone that I trust, and I've had a relationship with for a long time, that he is out. Well, I tell you what. Usually, when it's conflicting like this, he's out. It, In about yeah, two days. Because there's no gray area. Yeah. You're fired or you're not. Yeah. There, now, usually, I'll tell you where there is some gray area sometimes. When you get a report that he's going to be fired, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean he's been fired. Right. It just may not have happened yet. Yeah. Right. And so it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. It just means that it hasn't happened yet. In this, the the reporting is very specific in this instance. He is out. And the reporter that's breaking it is very reliable and almost that I can think of never wrong. One other thing that may back up and maybe why there's some confusion here. And I I, I was trying to, it's so hard to find assistant coach contracts. I know. They're not they, published. They, yeah, they're not as easy to find as, as... I I saw one thing, but it wasn't a reliable source, so I'm not sure if it's true or not, that said his contract is up at the end of this year. So maybe that's what's happening here, that it's a technicality, that maybe he's not getting fired. He's just they're letting his contract run out, and that's that. Right, right. So maybe that's the technicality. Yeah. I, but I don't know that for sure because it's so hard to find assistant contract yeah, we don't know. information. But we don't know. This, 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 this screams of me. Uh, the beginning of the year, what did we hear? We always rag on Tyvis for this, this, uh, this, this new playbook. <laughs> oh my god! There was no, there was no new playbook. It was, it was a hodgepodge of this or that, and it looks like somebody had to fall on the sword for that because they was telling us, yeah, they hey, Elijah, Elijah Moore. They was telling us we had I wanna, the weapons necessary. Wait a minute, I want to go, I want to go on record and say the OTAs practice that I see. <laughs> 
looked nothing like, <laughs> nothing the, like season. the season. <laughs> it was it was Elijah Moore was everywhere. He lined up in the slot. He lined up at running back. Was catching the ball. And yeah. I really didn't see none of that. So it was one day. It, I think it, ha- it might have happened maybe in the first game, and then and then it was like it was up. They said we're gonna go back to what we know. Yeah. We talked about yesterday the fact that like you know sometimes fans are so scared for change or just assume that you run it back and next year it'll be good too because it was good this year. Sure. The, let's be honest about it. The brown there's there's, there's there's almost three categories of teams that make the playoffs. There's the category of team that like the Chiefs, like the Bills, that make the playoffs, and they got a great quarterback, and you know, and it's pretty reliable. If they're healthy, they're going to get back to the playoffs next year. Then there's the second group. There's the group that made it because they don't have a great quarterback, but their quarterback played very well this year. Or other people didn't have their quarterback. That's the third group. (laughs) The third group is what the Browns are in. They made it in a different slash fluky way. Right. And that doesn't mean they can't I, get back. So you would call it fluky and not just – I mean, I, I think what the Browns did is remarkable. Oh, I did too. The, what the Browns coaching staff did Beautiful. is coach. Beautiful. There was no autopilot going on. There was like, oh, my God, <laughs> all hands on deck. This is a code red. We've got to change what we're doing midstream. Yes. They did it three times. I say, doesn't fluky mean unusual? I guess. I guess, but it also maybe, to me – it, it, To me, it feels like – that maybe it wasn't completely earned. It, so, so yeah. in other words, if you lose a game you think you should win, you say, that was fluky. Okay, fair. Like, I they, think they earned this playoff they did, burn. They 100% earned it, so I didn't mean it from that But I don't know what the right word is. What, I, what, what I'm saying is... They did it in a different way. The way, way. they maybe made the quirky. playoffs, it's not, it's not sustainable to make the playoffs with this amount of injuries and that amount of turnovers. I agree. Sure. You, those things are not sustainable. You're living what very did? dangerously. Yes. You do, we do, know, do, that twice. do we know what they finish in the offensive rankings? Like as far as pass, rush, and total. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. No, you I know do. that McNugget? Or, dang, he he a- knows everything. Anthony? He got all the stats. They can get it, but here's the thing. It's really, what are you going to glean from it? I just wanted to see. You what had a quarter no, of the I just season with to see Deshaun Watson. You had a quarter of this, more than a quarter of the season with DTR and, and Philip. I mean, I'm just, and then you had more than a quarter of the season with Joe Flacco. So I'm just saying, it ain't, it ain't like. Does atrocious. it warrant cleaning house? No, that's what, that's, that's what. So let's start there, guys, because I don't yeah. think we're on record. Are you okay with the firings? Well, I have to get more information, and here's I why. Do I know, no, that's the, yes. listen, that's the right answer. They haven't given us a reason. If, if Kevin Stefanski asked me in here, that's what they care about. Like, I, I think that's a perfect explain. Let me explain to you why. If these were Kevin Stefanski's decisions, I'm completely on board. 
if these were Jimmy Haslam's decisions, I've got a big problem with it. I do too. Now. I do too. <laughs> I, you know what? I, to me, it doesn't feel like a Stefanski move. No, now, you, you know who now did we this? don't know for sure yet. You know who did it. I think I know who did it. Paul DePodesta. That's my belief. <laughs> no. It is my I belief. I just like saying his no, name. No, no, no. Listen, and here's why I'll say that. This organization has laid asphalt for their road to success to be traveled by a quarterback that doesn't do what this team just did well. Yeah. And I think if there is a power struggle going on, and all of this is supposition, I'm just from 30,000 feet and no intel. Mm-hmm. What I, To me, I can't explain it. I'm like, Stump Mitchell. <laughs> Stump Mitchell's a freaking legend. Yeah. Stump Mitchell, I mean, it has... Get, the running it's, game, it's incredible what Stump Mitchell has done. The running game wasn't great like it, towards the end of this year. Though. Well, no, because Nick Chubb wasn't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but all of that being said, for, for me, could be wrong. If I am, I'll apologize later. We don't have intel. Browns aren't the most transparent organization. We had to hear this from reporters outside the organization. How about they tell us first what they're doing? That didn't happen. So now we have to fill the gaps with speculation. Here's mine. Does it feel like Kevin Stefanski would call these guys in and fire them? It doesn't to me. Maybe he did. Maybe he'll even fall on the sword in the news conference and say, guys, this was all me. I don't know that I would even buy that. Yeah. To me, knowing what I know and how the, how the organization operates, which, by the way, is behind a curtain and a lot of mystery, but to me, it seems like Paul D. Podesta is sitting in his lab in California <laughs> watching all this saying, guys, it's great that you were able to win this way. That's not what Deshaun is, and that's not what Deshaun does, and that's not why we brought him here to make him that's, an understand. That's not necessarily wrong, but what I—it's not wrong. What I will say is they got to be very careful how you move forward with. Oh, this, this better like work. This, See, this yeah. better because, work. No, because the reason being is because I said I came here in our little pre-meeting and I was telling them I was like, Kevin Stefanski's really good at under center. He is, and I think that. Deshaun is a shotgun guy. He wants to be in the shotgun. DTR is a shotgun guy. I think that if you go out and get an offensive-minded coach that works well in the shotgun and has some experience in the shotgun, and you put him and Kevin in the same room, and they can get that perfect blend with Deshaun, he can be a really good quarterback because now you got a guy who's a guru under center, but then you got a guy who's a guru that's in shotgun. So if you can get both of those worlds to collide, and get it into Deshaun Watson, he could be a really good quarterback. Now you're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, but it sounds to me like this is a strong pivot saying, no, don't expect us to do that with Deshaun next year. What y'all missing is this. Jimmy Haslam is an emotional guy. When you're emotional and you sit up there and you watch a young quarterback like C.J. Stroud carve you up like that, the first thing a rich dude in power want is, where's my guy like that? I don't, where's my guy? I don't. I I know we got here doing this and running play action. But you know. What's but the, I want my. I paid this amount of money for this guy. But you know what this guy is doing it earlier than this. You know what? We need to flip this up. Mm. I need to find somebody that's gonna get him and look like that. And, and so here's the thing. He's not going. He can't fire Stefanski. He yes, he, he cannot pay him. Listen, if you want to do that, if Jimmy want to go off of that, go watch that tape. C.J. Stroud was under center. But you, but of course, you, but but that's the that's the point. <laughs> so what are we that's, talking about? That's, yeah, but but the, this organization. What are we talking about? To me, right. just, to, Bull, he carved the number Bull, one defense yeah. up I, under center. I'm curious to get Bull's thought on <laughs> yeah. this. Does this feel like a move to you that D. Podesta and Haslam are looking at this saying, 
That's not what our guy does. I got a lot invested in our guy. We got to get people in here that can do what our guy does. Uh, to I me, that's what it feels like. I agree like. with half of that. Okay. Uh, I agree that it's Jimmy. I don't. I think D. Podesta and Stefanski are on the same page. Now, I don't. Just like you, I don't know that for sure either. Yeah. But I think I think D. Podesta, Stefanski, and Barry are all cut from the same cloth, and they're on the same page. But I agree with you. This is not a Kevin Stefanski thing, most likely. I, but I think it's. I'm blaming Jimmy, not Deep Podesta. Right. I think this is Jimmy. Certainly, I think the uh, uh, the Van Pelt thing's got layers to it. Yes. Because Van Pelt, he go. He doesn't call the plays. Scapegoat. But he. I, <laughs> but what I'm saying for what? He may want to call plays though. But here, no. But here's the thing. Like, if you want to shake up the room, That's right? If you one. want a, a breath of fresh air, you want a different set of eyeballs at what you got to play for, as far as players go. You can't do it with Stefanski. He's a play caller, and he doesn't really call <laughs> shotgun plays all that well. He's got better at it. He, he did better uh, with, with uh, you know Joe Flacco. Uh, Joe Flacco. However, okay, Van Pelt is officially out. So yeah, as, we'll as, right now. as as yeah. expected, he is out. So you, if you if yeah. you got a guy and he's he's a shotgun guy, the next step, the next evolutionary step is give me the best shotgun guy out there. And who who is the inventor of the shotgun? Find me the best guy that can get, can draw this up so he can get with Kevin and say, yeah. that's okay, the, this is what we want. That may be true, and, and that may benefit. <laughs> I do think Van Pelt. Jimmy wants it right, now. Also, right. Van Pelt may want to call plays. Like he may have wanted that, to that's go. Another you know, thing. he may. He, that's true too. But 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 listen to this though. I, and I said this, but it might have weight. Y'all might say yeah. Tyvis should be quiet with that. I said that. What when when Deshaun was in Houston? What made that whole thing go south? When did he just say, "You know what? I'm done with y'all. I don't want nothing to do with y'all." It's back when they was looking for a head coach. He said, "I want Eric Bieniemy to be at least interviewed for the job." They didn't do it, and that's when he said, "All right, I'm cool." Now, Eric Bieniemy is the Washington, not the Washington. The, no, they are yeah, Washington. Washington Commanders. Washington yeah. Commanders. It's so hard. Stop changing everything. I'm trying to be politically correct. The Commanders just clean house, so he technically doesn't have a job. I'm not saying he's the answer. But so do you I do. wait what hold on, let me let me ask you this. He ain't calling the plays. Do you think that Deshaun, who once upon a time made a stand, wanted to play with the enemy, do you think that might have anything to do with this? And that he might be on his way to Cleveland. When you start scheming like this, bro, I'm, I'm just, one, I'm I just saying. One day and Tyvis is scheming. Let's yeah, just put is. it. Let's well, put it. Tyvis didn't scheme. Tyvis <laughs> just mentioned the enemy. I, I I'm like that. Yeah. Saying, but what is, I'm is saying, that what's is, happening here? But what I'm saying, <laughs> because is, by the way, he was less than good in Washington. <laughs> was he? Yes, he was. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> he started. I mean, off, he started off okay. He I mean, they, they just kind of like got got away. Sam from Howell him. is terrible, and he got him playing pretty well for three. I mean, he did. Yeah, he was leading the league. To me, the, the, yeah, the head scratcher in Washington was you. You brought in a guy, paid a lot of money to him, and you you didn't start him. And there were sixty eight quarterbacks that started games this year. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and the highest paid backup isn't one of them. Well, and by the way, when he came into play, played well. He did well, and nobody in that organization. Now maybe this wasn't the enemy. Yeah, somebody in that organization was making this firm decision that it was not going to be Jacoby. Well, to be fair, it's hard to call offense when your offensive line is not. They're a terrible. Team. Oh, oh, oh. He, he so let, wait, doesn't that apply to AVP too? Bo- Bull. His Does offensive it, line is bad. So, so there, yeah. I just thought something. Bull. Forty percent of them were hurt. Ninety percent of the season. If, well, he if, wasn't if, calling the play. You just got rid of your offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean to get a new offensive coordinator, you have to let him call plays? No. No. So you, so you, you, we all believe. But you're that, not going to get the best choice because the best choice wants to call plays. So we all believe that Stefanski will be calling plays. I assume. Year. But I, I'm kind of shook now. 
He, uh, uh, listen, do, listen, who wants him to call plays next year? Raise your hand. I do. I, I do too. I have no problem with yeah. him calling plays. So now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, and, or, or, and, and I don't want to put this on Deshaun, but his history <laughs> is once upon a time, he made a power play to get his coach. I, he, I, if, I, if Deshaun is hearing all of these whispers in the media about, oh, well, that's what Deshaun Watson needs to look like right there. He needs to get under center, and he starts getting a little nervous. What? And he goes to Haslam, or he goes to Kevin, and says, "Just FYI, I'm not comfortable doing that. But I'm the, not going to do that. Jay, Could that the, have led to these firings?" At the end of the day, Jay, you got to yeah. you got to do what's best for this team and for your career. I mean, listen, your head coach shows you he's a mastermind at working under center. You know that you want to play in the gun, so. You're not going to get you're not going to get rid of the head coach. So what are you going to do? Get the next best option. The best option is to get a guy that comes in and specializes in shotgun. Maybe these two can work together. Okay, compromise Deshaun. You're going to start the game off at under center. You're going to get some things going, especially if Nick Chubb is back. They're going to respect the play action yeah. even more. Okay. Well, because they'll actually run the ball well. Right. <laughs> okay. So next yeah. thing we're going to do is, all right, we're going to bring in your shotgun specialist, and we're going to let you run some plays out of shotgun. Let's just get 50-50 on this thing. But, Instead of just being one-dimensional, yeah. just be 50-50 on the thing. To your point, though, Deshaun Watson had power in Houston because he knew that if he demanded a trade, he would be traded. He can't demand a trade now. Nobody wants him. There's not a team in the league that would take his contract. But, but he still has power because... The Browns can't give her yeah, the contract say, either. I, no, I hear you, but like, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Just hold out, not get paid? I mean, what's what's he gonna do? Who? Well, Deshaun. What could Deshaun do? Play. That's it. Right. So what's he gonna do? He has no power. I don't believe Deshaun did anything here behind the scenes. I. Uh, by the way, one other thing on this: Why <laughs> fire the running back coach and the tight end coach and not like, the wide receiver? Coach? I, I want to know the same. Thing. Thing. Like, if anything, the same thing. I that room's been the biggest thing. Boy, you know what really is disappointing to me, and and I don't know if Kevin Stefanski was just publicly spinning it some, to make his guys feel better all year long, including going back to before the season when the media was pressing, "Hey, this guy's available. What are we doing? This guy's available. What are we doing?" Hey, it seems like we need another wide receiver. What are we doing? I like what was room. the line we heard? I like the room. I love my room. Love the room. I but, love the wide receiver room. But this is the it. wide receiver room was awful. And yet and yet they kept telling us they liked the, the room. They he, liked the room. And he's the only guy besides Callahan, of course, that didn't get fired. I think get it, I, I think get the it. interesting thing about the whole thing, why I'm okay with the fires is Kevin Stefanski has had the same staff for about four years, right? On offense. On right. offense, yeah. right? If they're that good. Why hasn't nobody take, taken them off the staff? <laughs> Usually these guys get hired as OCs or somebody looking. It happens in San Fran all the time. Shoot, uh, Bobby from the Texas getting head coaching that, opportunities, <laughs> and he's just been an OC for one season. Hey, you, you, so why is it that no Stump <laughs> never got it or Van Pelt never got any? None of these guys are getting looked at for bigger roles. That's true. So Even is Jerry it Schwartz, that? By the way, is it that like? They're not that well, good. It, but here's the problem with that. If you're not going to, here's, when you're not the play caller, you're just a guy. You're just a guy. You're not going to get the credit. Loki. Because that's true. everybody's that's true. looking at this <laughs> offense as Stefanski. So if Stefanski's going to get the credit, Jeez, how can the, the other guys well, get the blame? I, I will counter that because the Bengals offensive coordinator who doesn't call some plays, Zach Taylor calls the plays. Right. The Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, has four head coaching interviews. This cycle, I, I'm, I'd be surprised if he got one. I'd be even more surprised if he succeeds. But like, I think both those guys bull. are the product of Joe. Quite well, frankly, well, maybe. But the bottom line is, 
teams around the league, whether they're right or wrong, see something in him that they like. Well, and well how long did Eric Bieniemy to get a call? You, you know what? He was he was Andy Reid's assistant. Right. Well, That's he, what he was. He he got at least he did get head coaching after interview. eight seasons of becoming a runner up every time or whatever. Right, but it Alex was, Van Pelt. It was, Pelt, he was but the, Jay Allen. It, it was him. the Rooney but Jay, rule. Alex Van Pelt has been in the league a long time. Let me ask you this though. Yeah. In in all of this season, when praise was being heaped on the Browns' offense for figuring this out. How many times did you hear Kevin Stefanski's name stapled to that sentence? And how many times did you hear Alex Van Pelt's Facts. name stapled to that sentence? If you heard Van Pelt getting any praise anywhere, Zero. it's one more time than I heard it. It was always Kevin no, that, Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. He's the offensive guy. I just don't understand how he gets the flowers, but the other guys get the pink slip. That's the game. <laughs> you know that. Like, here's the thing. If you think that, if you think, we all think that he did a pretty good job. But the way people think is the last taste of your mouth. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Texans uh, offensive coordinator is what? He's how many how many years he been in the league? At, 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 as an OC, one. One year. Who are you talking about? The Texans. And he'll be a head, oh, yeah, head one coach. Year. He'll be a head coach so, in 2020. So, he was so, with me on scout team in 2017 and 2018. So he just put up 45, and their quarterback is a rookie too. To the number one defense. And you, they people start looking around like, hold on, well, well how how good? Were we? How good was it? Because this guy's a, never done it before, and this guy's a rookie. His quarterback is a rookie, and they only got two other players. They got Will Anderson and and, and, and C.J. Stroud and a new coach, and that was it. So Leroy's on. We got to bring him in, but before we do that, we also need to read Bull. You were. I need more information. Let's well, just because go on. Again, I got no problem with it. I know Stefanski made these moves. And I think there was probably something with him and Van Pelt. I don't know. Right. With the with the position coaches, to me, that's I'd be stunned if that wasn't all the front office. Okay. Oh, and so then I'm you sorry, all the owner. So you would not be okay with it. I would not be okay with case. Are you okay with these three firings? Yes. What if Listen, you knew it was an you, owner call only? Hey, you it, look, when you lose like that. And you've been together for a long time. Somebody got to go. That's just the way it's going to happen. I'm not okay. mad. I'm not I'm mad. Not, I'm not if, upset. If I'm not mad at demanding the guys better. that had to go, these would be the three guys on your list. No, no. Because they would be. <laughs> no. Listen, <laughs> gee, I'm not. I'm not opposed to your premise. In fact, I agree with your yeah. premise. I said on the show yesterday. Anybody okay with sitting pat this off season? You must be okay with losing in the first round of the playoffs. Change yeah. has to happen. Yeah. However, if I was to make a list of where <laughs> I thought change was coming on the coaching staff, it sure as hell wouldn't include Stump Mitchell. It most likely wouldn't have included Alex Van Pelt. And the tight ends coach, I'm told his contract expired. Okay. So man, hey, resound my boy TC, But with man. Stump and with AVP, th there was another year left on their so, deal. So, maybe so they, they were fired. Maybe they thought, look, we got Nick Chubb back there. Nick Chubb is his own coach. Sorry, Stump. We got to get you up out of here. And <laughs> maybe Van Pelt was like, look, I ain't calling plays. No way. Let me part ways and yeah, we'll give like, you some money. I feel like so it was a been okay. okay. For the record, I am not good with it. And here's the thing. If this offense comes back next year, and we're seeing the same old offense Kevin, Sean is in here. the shotgun. No, listen, <laughs> here's the problem with all this, guys. Kevin will be the scapegoat if it doesn't work. But if this wasn't Kevin's decision, this guess is, what we're stuck with? This is crazy. The owner. You know what? Mm. Haslam ain't giving him no I, – I just – he just hit me. Haslam's not giving him no extension this offseason. You don't think? 
Well, he I don't fired say, three offensive I don't coaches. Say, yeah, I, mean, like I guess you can. And you man. know what? If nothing else, those three coaches report. All of them report to so, Kevin Stefanski. So that's wow. man, and he's a lame duck coach. Wow. That's never and, good. And if wow. that happens, then, wow. then you know this. <laughs> this whole thing is over if he goes into his last season without a Wait, contract. Yeah, could it be good. that uh, Jimmy <laughs> hires potentially Kevin's replacement? God help us. That means next season is <laughs> a disaster. <laughs> See, this, this is what happens when you I You get back. it right, you screw it up. <laughs> this is what um, happens. Do the read, then we'll bring in Leroy. It's crazy. Hey guys, before we bring in Dang, Leroy, bro. I want to remind everybody that the NFL regular season is Dang. wrapping up, but there's still time to get on the action on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, it's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. Like, you've got same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Pub and plenty more. You guys can go visit fanduel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. Part- Regular FanDuel. season is over. It is over. Now it's playoff This is what season. the read says. Fanduel, yeah. the official partner of the NFL. All right. Oh, wonderful What's up, stuff. Leroy? Leroy. What's up? What's up, fellas? What's Stump up? Catch a straight. What happened to straight? What happened to Stump here? You know Stump. I don't. Here's what I would say. That we all look at these position coaches and quarterback coaches and whatever. They all have other responsibilities, right? They all have you know either in the run game or the passing game or what have you. They may not be calling the plays, but they all have other responsibilities. So it's not just who you're coaching in that room. Right. I don't know what the dynamic is. I mean, running back coach seems like low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just these, like, okay, you coach four guys, right? Um, I don't know how to determine as far as – because I would guess this. You made it to the playoffs with five different starting quarterbacks. Somebody doing something good. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been giving the praise to Stefanski because with all the stuff going on, and, and I can tell you midway through the season uh, when Deshaun was out and DTR and they were figuring out P.J. Walker and, and what have you, I'm like, well, this season's done. And it wasn't. So while this, the season ended terribly, right, because we all thought they had a chance to beat the Texans, Um. Somebody got to get credit for having five starting quarterbacks. I'll give you a perfect example. Everybody thought the Jets with, with, with Aaron Rodgers going to contend for a playoff spot. He gets hurt in four plays. They have the second pick in the draft backing him up, and they can't do nothing. And he got, he got benched too. <laughs> right. But that's my point. So right, you, you, I get it. Like, I, look at, I look at the whole league and what – how just how catastrophic it is to have to do what you did at quarterback and still make the playoffs, right? Um, is that was that Alex Van Pelt? Was that Kevin Stefanski? Right? Somebody was getting in, in in the hand of these guys and 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 at least getting them to be reasonably productive. Um, I would say this. I've been giving credit to uh, Kevin Stefanski for these guys having their best years as at quarterback. Um, was it Alex Van Pelt? Well, we just talked about that. Yeah, everybody gave the credit to Stefanski. Is Why it? is Alex right. Van Pelt getting the blame for 11 <laughs> wins in a playoff? Isn't he the quarterback? I mean, they're working coach, together. Dude? I mean, you know, shouldn't they both get some credit? Well, then if they're right. both that's what I, but that's what I'm, that's too. what I'm saying. 
Like, here's the other thing. You don't ever know why these decisions are made. No. Which makes it even worse because you clearly, ha- we, we don't have any idea as to why. And we'll right? probably never find out. you never find out. Right. Yeah. And, and so from that standpoint, I have no idea. Like, tight ends coach, so you fired three guys that coach a total of 10 guys on a 52-man, 53-man roster, right? Like, if you put all their rooms in one room, it's, what, 10, 12 guys? Yeah. Well, Alex Van Pelt was the offensive coordinator. But he's the quarterback. Some, coach. Somebody got to make this make sense, though, Leroy. If, if everybody, everybody <laughs> in the world is saying that the Browns had the best season ever with what they had, how is it yeah. that you get to the offseason and you get these fishy little firings it's here It's not an offseason unless it's chaos with the Browns. It's just but, what we're but, used but to. Here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's, the other, here's the other thing. You don't necessarily know that this wasn't in the making long before now. No, we don't. Right. right. Okay. And, and so you got it. You got a long time ago. Right. So so the, the we're looking at the results of the season and then trying to make it all tie into that. What if these decisions were made long before now? Right. And, and, and I don't know how to, you know, there's no real, real answer to it. Yeah. All I can do is look at that group of men and what they did with the adversity they had on both sides of the ball. And see that they made it to the first round of the playoffs. And although I'm disappointed that they lost, I'm certainly not ashamed to say I'm a Browns fan because you did something that five starting quarterbacks and you make the playoffs. There's teams if they lose their quarterback, one is done. So, Leroy, yeah, huh? Leroy, I'm curious. You know, yeah. uh, when you with the, listen, it's hard for outsiders, <laughs> e- even the media members that are on the beat, that are in the locker room somewhat, and 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 around the team more than we are, to know how good a coach is, right? To really know, uh, right. and then when it comes to assistant coaches and position coaches, it's basically impossible. I mean, you've got to be on the team to know. Well, but we know I, Bill Callahan's great. Yeah, because his units are always great. But here's what I would say. Yeah. There is a way of determining that. Yeah, tell me. Tell me how. We, from the start of the season, we all said that defense is going to look different because Schwartz can coach his tail off. And he's going to come in with a different attitude. And that proved to be true. At home, it proved to be true. Not on the road. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> he got to be technically. I mean, normally they said <laughs> he, he got to be technically right. Well, they were three and six on the road and gave up seventeen more points in every road game. You get, you know what he tried to say. You I know, get it, and it makes sense, but it wasn't like it was great. It, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts my heart that my guy, my guy, coming after me like this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying I'm to keep trying it real. I'm not, I'm not, this man is asking me about assistant coaches. I'm trying to give an, an example on this team how assistant coaches are, are noticeably a better or worse, right? And you immediately say, but not on the road. <laughs> <laughs> is it wrong? Am I wrong? 
He still I mean, hurt. Wait. He still hurt, Lou. I'm sorry, but he still hurt. He definitely hurt. He still hurt. Jay, whether we are at home, <laughs> on the road, or on the moon, who had the best defense in the league? Not Cleveland. They were Statist- top five, right? Statistically. Top five. Statistically, they were top five. But again, okay. Leroy, I, I, I get your point, but we, we tried to explain yesterday how a defense uh-huh. can give up one touchdown per game at home and more than two on the road. They had the biggest disparity in points allowed, home and road, in the yep. NFL since 1982. They also had more turnovers than anybody, which also makes it tough to win. It so, does, I get that, but um, the defense, I mean, the, the, the numbers are there, and it's a fairly large sample size. How are they I'm so gonna, good at home and so bad on the road? See, you're just, making it, you're, just, you're just making it home and road, right? Yeah. Um, There's the splits. Look at the numbers. They they're not some, good. They're, they play some really good teams on the road. Okay, really let, 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 and they played let horrible cool. quarterbacks at home, right? But but okay, now, listen, you can nitpick. You can go back for right, go ahead, about all this. say what you gonna say, Leroy. Leroy. What would you talk about, Tyler? Go ahead, man. What I what I wanted to ask Leroy was about the running back position. Uh, obviously, Nick Chubb comes back um, uh-huh. next year. Do you trust him as running back one? And if not, or even if you do, do they look at your guy Blake Corum in the second or third round? I would say this. Blake Corum is probably a smaller version of Kareem Hunt with how he runs, right? I don't know what his speed is like, but I do like the way he gets in and out of cuts and in and out of the hole, and he runs really hard, right? And you're going to need that combination of physical, tough, running, Nick Chubb gives you all of that with the speed. You're going to need somebody else to come in there and spell him on that. And then I still like the fact that, you know, they hold on to Jerome Ford because I like his explosiveness. Now, does he have to become a better running back? Yes. Right now he's a, a great runner, right? He If he got space, he can get it. But it's how do you anticipate? How do you have patience? How do you do all those other things that allow you to be more explosive at that position? That's what I'm waiting for with Jerome Ford. He's shown he's shown bits and pieces of that, right? But now, it, but it's still at times it just seems like he's too anxious, right? He just want to go get it done. So um, I do think that that could be something they look at. Um, I mean, Kareem Hunt is Kareem Hunt. He's going to be a beast in small areas, right? <laughs> So I can't just totally just dismiss them bringing him back. Uh, But I think we're going to have to do it maybe a little bit without Nick Chubb at full strength or Nick Chubb, you know, 100%. So you might need to plan for that in the draft. Leroy, I I just want to dive back into that assistant coach conversation for a second here because let me ask you about three specific – so for example, okay, Stump Mitchell's been here four years. The Browns mm-hmm. overall have had overall, even though it wasn't as good this year, certainly, because no Nick Chubb, overall have had one of the best running games in the league over the last four years, right? Yeah. Yes. How like how do I know that it's how how do I know how much influence Stump Mitchell, or is it just the talent of Nick Chubb? Whereas it running at wide receiver, they didn't fire the wide receiver coach. I think that unit 
has been the biggest disappointment. They've drafted a wide receiver in the third round three years in a row. One is gone. The other two have been disappointing so far. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. at tight end, they fired that guy when David Njoku just had his best season of his career. He, had, he broke out into that top tier of tight ends. Poor TC. So, so yeah, how man. do you explain those three, and how, how do you know – is it Nick Chubb? Is it the coach? Is it both? Is it Najoku finally did it on himself? Is it the coach? Like, how do you figure that out? That's what I'm trying to dive into. I can only I can only come up with this, all right? Say if at one point in the season, Kevin Stefanski goes to the tight end coach or goes to, um, to the running backs coach or goes to the quarterbacks coach and says, hey, guys, here's what I need our guys to start doing. Right. And then you play two or three games and those guys aren't doing that. Mm-hmm. Or you play two or three games and the quarterback's not looking where he's supposed to look. Right. And it just kind of wears on you because you can't do nothing right at that moment. But all these things add up in your mind. The things I'm talking about, Jerome Ford, like I can watch 15 minutes of film with him and show him what I'm talking about. Right. Show him you know, what it means to be patient. Show them what it means to kind of use your explosiveness to your advantage. Everybody in the NFL could just catch a guy who get the ball and just run fast. But if you if you slow roll it and read and, and use your blockers or what have you, you know, that's using your talents to your advantage. So I don't know what the conversations were. I don't know what, you know, Kevin Stefanski wanted to get out of that position or out of those meetings. So he's the only one that can really give answers to that uh, of as far as what he wanted the players to be doing and what he wanted the coaches to kind of to the message he wanted the coaches to get to them. Those dynamics are all the time. I play with like the crazy thing is think about this. When I was in Minnesota, I had about, I was there for five years. I had about three or four conversations with Denny the whole time I was there. Anytime he had something to say or anything that he wanted to improve on, right, he would go to your position coach and your position coach would come and coach you up. You see what I mean? Yep. Because he wanted the position coach to be empowered to be able to get their message across. So I've seen it a number of different ways. I know Bill Belichick was crazy in that he could go to every person on the team, ask you a question, and give you some pointers on who you were facing. Every guy on the team at every position, every week. And you ask anybody who played for Bill Belichick, and that is true. That's a fact. So I've never had anything like that. You see what I mean? So it just varies. You don't know what these interactions are, and that's what makes it tough that we can sit here and say, well, this group didn't struggle. Well, this didn't, why are they firing this guy? Well, these are the guys that struggle, right? Why weren't we firing them? Right. Don't know the dynamic of it. And so it makes it hard. So I would just say this. Every time a season ends, right, people make change. Last year, for reasons we can't explain, the Dallas Cowboys fired their offensive coordinator, Right? Uh, middle of this season, Buffalo Bills fired their offensive coordinator, right? Don't know why. 
Don't know what the message was. How about the Eagles? Maybe, they fired their they demoted their the, DC defensive coordinator and their defense to, fell apart. And their defense completely cratered. <laughs> well, that's Matt Patricia. Had, yeah, Matt Patricia. The bomb Matt Patricia. Well, who <laughs> coached <laughs> offense last year? <laughs> that's crazy. You can't. Yeah, do I know it's not. L- Leroy, I'm. I'm do it. Wait, let me tell you. Oh, Get it out. All the coaches in the world, right? You know what that's the equivalent to? When Nick Chubb come back, Deshaun Watson's not ready, so you play Nick Chubb at quarterback. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what happened. Oh, direct snap. You're that right. You, you had an offensive guy, and you say, you know what? You're going to be my defensive coordinator. Why? <laughs> and the players were You ain't got enough offensive coaches? Nope. That's right. It's true. Uh, and he kept their DC on staff. How awkward yeah. was that? What no, he had been a defensive coach he, last year in New England. They made him the OC. No, no, no. I'm talking about their defensive coordinator. Right. After they elevated Matt awkward. Patricia, very they awkward. kept this guy on staff. Hey, Hello, and they crazy. made him. Hey, you know the crazy thing is, people wanted him in Cleveland. They should. They that, shouldn't. Have, but they shouldn't have demoted him. That was ridiculous. Go ahead, G. I, no, I, I think you know we got to get to the brass tacks, man. You got Deshaun Watson, right? And, mm-hmm. and one of the big things is now that the wave is over, right? You saw the way he looked, Flacco looked under Kevin Stefanski. Mm-hmm. You, we all know what Kevin Stefanski is comfortable with. But the unintended consequences for this season and building up and ramping up and making it to the playoffs and doing it with five different quarterbacks is you still, to this day, three years later, do not know what offense looks well with Deshaun Watson and now there's gro- there's going to be growing pains still you come from that to this how much of a move was this the Van Pelt thing to get somebody in here to help Deshaun Watson be more comfortable could very well be that you know I don't know I, it, it could very well be that but I, I will tell you this the more I watched Joe Flacco and I watched PJ Walker and I watched DTR, and then I watched Deshaun Watson, I realized this, less is more, right? Because that offense looked better when there was no chance of an RPO. Right. And we got the, we got, that's right. Nothing. That's right. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you don't, you, you can't scramble. Because no. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco was was moved around just enough to make plays. <laughs> that being said, the one difference between the offense when Joe Flacco took over was the RPOs were thrown out of the window, right? Because we wasn't doing that with Joe. And, our and the offense better. Right. So maybe that was the message, or that was the sign that they needed to kind of go forward with Deshaun Watson. He's not that Deshaun Watson can't make plays, right? But putting him in an RPO situation might not be the best way to go about it. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. See, Leroy, I think we all thought that that was the case. And I think we all thought that next year we were going to see Deshaun Watson blend into what the offense looked like with Joe Flacco. But now I feel completely differently about that. They just sent a very clear message. That's not what we're going to look like moving forward. And that's that's terrifying. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. I'll say this, it better work. And it better work in spades. Because if it doesn't, there's a lot of people in the crosshairs at this point. But here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. Whatever you think should or shouldn't happen, based on what you saw last year and what that team did last year, I think Kevin Stefanski knows what he's doing. He just I'm might not, not going. be allowed to do it. The, what, I don't know what, if it necessarily why, means why what you're you, saying. I hope it doesn't. It feels why, like it to me. Why, I, I'm not saying that's we, it. Here. We have been on Kevin Stefanski for the last two years. Me too. I what mean. I would like to see more of. What I would like to see this. Why is he doing that? Why? But guess what? With all that, they were 11 and 6 and went to the playoffs. Stunning. Right? That man got to get credit for that. Yep. I'm not, regardless of what I think, the facts are that nobody in the NFL who went through five quarterbacks in one year, would have had this amount of production, which automatically says to me, It's never happened. I may not like what he does, but I'm going to see it through. That's what Alex Van Pelt is saying today. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Leroy. Yeah, Leroy, we got to go, but that's that's the top line of Alex Van Pelt's resume. By the way, we'll have a job within a week, is my guess. That's crazy. We'll see you later. All righty. Thanks, Leroy. Leroy's oh, mad by, at me. By the way, mad at me. I don't like that. By oh. the way, you know what? We put up the stat of the rushing leaders. Mike, can you put that stat back up again? The Browns. The Browns, rushing, the Browns leaders. rushing Yeah. And it reminded me, for whatever reason, of in the beginning of the year, we were asking questions. And one of the questions that Mike asked was, who's going to finish second on the Browns in running? And I believe our legendary uh, chat, Picked Elijah Moore to finish second in rushing, correct? Good on you. Is that right, Mike? I'm getting a nod from Mike, yes. Okay. So I went and looked at the Browns' final season stats, and I said, I wonder, because I know Elijah Moore didn't finish in the top five. right? The Browns had 13 players with at least one carry. Okay. Elijah Moore finished 10th. (laughs) And do you know, and of those 13 players, he finished 12th in yards per carry. Who was the only member of the Browns roster? Was it a quarterback? Who was below him in yards per carry? Flacco? Joe Flacco, yes. I'm going to tell you this. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you this right now. Yeah. You know, I, I've been known for my uh, offseason predictions oh boy. <laughs> and oh, craziness. Shoot. Um, I'm not trusting none of that. I don't know if I don't know if Deshaun Watson gonna be ready at what point in time he's gonna be throwing or how limited he's gonna be. I don't know. The I'm expectations not. is he'll be ready for camp. Uh, we can't have I no expectations for Watson. There's no was. such thing as expectations. Uh, uh, your, your boy, what's Nick Chubb? Uh, he's on bubble wrap. He's not gonna get touches, and he might not even be Nick Chubb until half the season is over. <laughs> now here's my thing. We see what the Cleveland Browns do best, and we saw what they could do with 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 play action and and. Ain't no receivers. They better go out and get them a running back. 
I'm not lying to you. Like <laughs> you don't try. You're not confident, in Nick Chubb. Oh, not off no injury. I'm yeah. gonna put, I'm bring him. I'm gonna bring him. I'm gonna bring him along slowly. So you're gonna restructure him and bring him back, though. Yes, right? restructure, yeah. bring him back, and I and I want to. I want Saquon Barkley. Let me ask this. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.